Howdy, y'all. This is Terry. We are in episode four. It is March 23rd, a Wednesday. Uh, We're back on schedule, hopefully hitting the Wednesday-Sunday release. Um, Possibly record on Tuesdays and hit you with a Wednesday morning, uh, Sunday release, but we'll just kind of see how it goes. Wanted to recap a little bit. We had a just an awesome weekend, uh, getting out with the family. Um, the entire family came down to Hotchkiss. Um, that being me, uh, my fiance, my brother, and my two parents, uh, all made it across the old Continental Divide and down the mountain and head south over to Hotchkiss to see Julia, my twin, her husband at their new house and a little bit a little bit of land there and uh, my older sister and her husband and the new nephew so uh, we've seen him a couple of times the nephew and uh, we just absolutely love <laughs> getting to spend time with them and it was really cool uh, having the whole family down there for that uh, period a little bit of time there so um, we started with uh, Saturday morning uh, drive, and it's just a beautiful day. Um, not a whole lot of snow weather, and got in and um, met up with the family. Had a nice, nice dinner. Um, wanted to recap a few things from from the training schedule as well, the running. Um, so I'll get into that uh, just kind of after the weekend fun, but. Um, I'm currently holding on to an Ithaca shotgun and um, my older sister's husband uh, let me borrow this for for turkey hunting so you might hear a few uh, few clacks as I just kind of get used to this bad boy and I have some fun with it but um, I got to shoot it uh, probably 10 times uh, just before heading out and just making sure the, uh, you know, the, the bullets were hitting the turkey. So we drew up a couple turkey uh, turkey targets and uh, timber. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the old guy of the group, but uh, just an awesome hunter, beautiful human being, um, was around to help me uh, get this thing kind of sighted in and where I need to shoot and it it shoots just a little bit uh, just a little bit to the left and a little bit high Um, uh, actually no a little bit low so we decided the best the best aim was to put that uh, red dot right on his head just right on his head really I could go a little bit to the right but um, why you know we uh, every shot I took we had probably 7 to 15 of the BBs, the, the little pellets, uh, be kill shots in the head or the neck. So uh, sighted in. Spring is uh, turkey hunting time. I've, I've never turkey hunted, but I'm just really excited um, to be able to basically do, do all the turkey, uh, all the hunting I possibly can. So that was what what was cool uh Tuesday before I left I got with Barrett and we uh, got online and basically put in for all my uh, deer tags uh, they got some private land maybe 15 acres so 
Uh, they had a nice buck on their property last year that somebody shot, and uh, they're basically letting the letting the new people uh, come through and kill something on there. So I, I think I got maybe a doe tag, and um, yeah, I'm still working on archery. Uh, get that figured out. I can over the counter that and put in for moose, uh, mountain goat, pronghorn. And one other, uh, just to start building preference points, because apparently you got to put in for you know three to twelve years to even be able to pull uh, pull a tag to be able to hunt these. So you got to start start at the beginning. Um, I'm gonna have an episode. Basically, all I was able to get down over the weekend was uh, a few topics that I'm gonna run through, um, and I also want to go back. There was. There was a few points I hit on last episode uh, that I wanted to explain a little bit more clearly, so uh, we're going to get into that. I uh, got the sauna the sauna heating up. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I just ran my five-mile loop. It's right out of the house, so it's about a mile of sidewalk and pavement, and then I get onto a trail. Uh, it's the Clear Creek Trail right here in, in Wheat Ridge, and it runs all the way to Golden. Uh, not the... Not the uh, most secluded, but really it's a good flat, uh, you know, gradual uphill, gradual downhill, kind of, kind of my my style. Um, I do like real hard, um, heavy incline trails, and I run Table Mesa and Matthews Winter Park um, all the time just to get some some pretty mean uh, incline and decline practice in, but. Um, so I got my five miles in today. That's the 23rd and, um, yeah, I ran it, ran it in a good time. I PR'd again, uh, today on that five mile loop. I want to go back to my original training, uh, that where I kind of, well, I didn't really start keeping track until the 14th, which is only 10, you know, 10 days ago. But I recall, uh, cause I sent my buddy a message, about my uh, my previous PR on the five mile loop, which was 39.04, which I was man stoked about because under eight minute miles um, is outstanding for for me. Um, I'm just coming up in the in the running world. I'm really just applying. I, I've always liked. Uh, I've always run, you know, a couple times a week, two two to four times a week, and. Uh, now getting into it, seeing what actually is possible is really, uh, really cool. So on March 5th, I PR'd my five mile at 39.04. And uh, the week of the 7th, March 7th, I don't recall <laughs> what I did. I think I probably ran two, three, uh, five mile loops. Um, yeah, but I don't recall. So that brings me to the week of the 14th. That's a Monday. Uh, I ran 10 miles up on Waterton Canyon, and uh, I believe I did it around, I'll have to check that last podcast, but I believe it, I did it around an hour or 30 minutes. Um, the 18th was the second time, so I took three rest days in between, because that was the first time I ran 10 miles hard. Um, I've I've done a 20-mile uh, run before, and that's I did five loops of my four mile loop. This was maybe four or five months ago. 
I was I was seeing how far I could go before my body broke and literally I went out on my fifth loop and there was something so tight on the right side of my right knee that um, as I started to walk the pain was so severe that I, I was crippled and um, so I started walking and I was able to start running but as soon as I stopped, which I had to stop to cross the road twice, uh, right at the beginning, as soon as I stopped, you know, I try to keep my legs going, but um, as soon as I took off again, the pain was just, um, it, it was it. So I ended up walking back home and realized that I need to work up to it. Before that, I had only run five miles, my max, and I, I, I did get 20 miles in, um, five mile loop. I wanted to do the loop every hour. And I took off every hour on the hour uh, for four hours. And then, you know, I didn't realize how fast I could run five miles, but we'll get to that. Um, so that was the 14th, my first 10, 10 miles. The 18th, after three days rest, I ran the second 10-mile loop. Both of these were at Waterton Canyon, uh, gradual gradual uh, up and down. And... Um, the second 10 mile was way easier. Um, that's the 18th. The, the, the 19th is when we left for Hotchkiss and we rode out and um, I knew I wanted to get a big run in just to kind of again push, see what I can do. And so on Sunday, uh, the day after I woke up, uh, it was kind of a slow morning, but um, I was either going to go right as I got up and got some food in my stomach or um, it ended up that the family wanted to get together and have breakfast. So uh, everybody came over to the house and had prepared breakfast like McMuffin style, eggs, bacon, good stuff. I kept it light. I was drinking a lot of water, coffee every day. Uh, love, love having my coffee. So that day I decided I... I don't have a way to track my my mileage. I just don't like taking my phone with me. So uh, no headphones, no phone, just my watch. So I decided I would do um, I would do a two hour run, and I would do everything I could to run the entire time and just see how far I could go. So um, that's what I did. Um, could explain to you the the loop I did, but um, Beyond that, I, I calculated it right around 13 miles uh, in around two hours. So I was dogging slow, uh, you know, just under 10-minute miles. And it could have been closer to 12, 12 miles, but it was 12 to 13 miles. And uh, so that was the 20th. I uh, drove back yesterday, the 22nd. And today, uh, real windy day. And I almost was, was uh, you know, the mind starts to encroach in on, on what you want what you really want to do. And it says, no, be comfortable. And uh, incredibly windy. But when I got home around 5.30, the wind was pretty much dead. Um, I did hit some major, major wind during the run. But overall, uh, the run went incredibly smooth. And I got a new pair of shoes delivered over the weekend. It's the same pair I have, uh, Sacconis, is how I pronounce it. 
it's a trail shoe with the carbon uh, sole and I I just love these shoes these are the shoes I ran in on my first uh, trail half marathon and uh, you know they were under a hundred bucks I'm a I'm a fan of what I can get for good money I think these are a great shoe lightweight and uh, they just fit my foot incredibly well so um, don't fix it if it ain't broke my first pair was absolutely outstanding I went to a running store uh, a week or so ago um, tried on the 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 different types they didn't have the speed goats in my um, in my size so I don't want to be just because somebody says running speed goats to uh, <laughs> to run in speed goats I'm gonna run in what I uh, like and what I know what's comfortable for me so um, I got the Sacconis and what do I got here I'll tell you the the brand and make model year uh, in due time but uh, the big the big win today was I broke uh, 36 minutes so I I was able to shave three minutes um, over three minutes and 15 seconds off my last personal best which was less than 20 days ago um, and you don't really realize that's possible until you actually just go out and do it so I decided with the new shoes today maybe I'd have a little more spring in, in my step and I'd be able to really kick it so I was just kicking it uh, best I could and um, the only I took I didn't even take a break uh, no break the one time I paused my watch was when there was traffic on Kipling. I was trying to cross Kipling, and I kept my feet moving, uh, hopping, and so I kept the heart rate going and um, just paused the clock until I could start running again. And so I think that's true time. I, I got it in 35 minutes, 47 seconds, um, over 3 minutes and 15 seconds faster than my last PR so uh, you don't know it's possible until you do it um, I got the sauna heating up Katie's actually cooking uh, taquitos for dinner uh, the sauna's probably hot so when I get back I am going to run through um, just the list I made the how-to list of episodes future episodes um, that we're going to uh, kinda run through as we go and then I also want to bring you back to um, the dominion of Jesus Jesus Christ. I got some verses um, to show you that his dominion is higher um, than Adam's, than, uh, than Adam's that was transferred to uh, the devil, the adversary. Um, and I also have a verse for the man um, who was healed at the temple gate, timely or beautiful. Um, I mentioned that he was above 40 years old when he was healed, and I found that that verse f for us as well. So um, I'm going to be in the sauna for a bit, have some din, uh, wrap this up just as soon, as soon as I get back. So, all right, love you. Well, you know what that sound is. We're back. And uh, we have successfully made it through another sauna session, dinner, shower.
<clears throat> it's about 8.45, so trying to make this uh, before 9 o'clock my, my bedtime. So um, I wanted to hit you with the, the most important things first. So let me, uh, let me set my shotgun down here. And I got these pulled up, uh, these three Bible verses I wanted to hit you guys with. <clears throat> Give me a second here. So we had Philippians 2, 9, um, 9 through 11 is really good, but it's really verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. It's a verse describing the dominion of Christ being above everything else besides God. We got Ephesians chapter 1, 19 through 23. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his... <clears throat> Excuse me. And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So we had talked about the creed last episode and how um, in the name of Jesus Christ, all things are possible. So there's the verses that state that Christ's name is above every name. And he, God, and hath put all things under his, Christ's feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. So we are the body of Christ. We make up the body. Christ is the head. There's this awesome chapter in Corinthians that talks about how we all have a certain function, and it talks about what it is and then what it does so it says the eye cannot say to the to the foot i have no need of need of you neither the head to the feet i believe neither christ to the feet i feel like i'm one of the <clears throat> one of the chevreau legs uh, kind of just powering the movement of the body so um Christ cannot say to me that I am not necessary and needed in the body. So remember that if you're thinking you don't have value or worth, um, you are needed. Your function is absolutely necessary. And what you do is important. So, a little sidetrack, but 
All right, the third um, verse that I mentioned from last podcast, um, it's in Acts chapter 3, and I was reading through this. I haven't, I think it was verse 44. Nope. Um... Forth thine hand, Herod. Ah, verse 22. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. So I just wanted to mention that because of the significance of this miracle being that Christ had walked by this man And just think of what his legs must have looked like after 40 years of, you know, being dragged on the ground or how, how you might have done it in the, uh, the first century. Um, but God bless that man because he came to his time of deliverance and in the name of Jesus Christ, he was healed. So, uh, just recapping, I'll always try to get back to the uh, the last episode. I, re- I really like listening to these back, so um, I go back to these episodes, re-listen to them, make notes on what, um, what I talked about and what I may have told you that I would follow up on. So if there's anything I missed, uh, let me know. I will get to it uh, if you shoot me a message, um, email, Instagram just hit me up. So I want to run you through the how-to topics that I wrote down over this past weekend. Um, I was about all I uh, got to be able to, you know, have time to get get some thoughts down. So um, the thing that always comes up when I'm out in Hotchkiss is is hunting. So um, I got a how-to podcast in the works is how to learn to hunt. So this is not how to hunt, but it is how to learn to hunt. And then a secondary part of that is going to be how to hunt on the cheap. Um, Just to give you a heads up on a few items on this I've been thinking about, um, all of my weapons have been lent to me. I've I've kind of taken over ownership of the .30-06, my my uh, elk hunting, deer hunting rifle. Um, put a nice scope on it. Uh, got a gun cleaning kit. Really cleaned it up. Um, I want to take ownership of my dad's um, .38 special, uh, but he did lend it to me over hunting season, so I would have it. I'd have a handgun with me uh, for protection while. Um, while in the wilderness and camping. So I do plan on buying a sidearm uh, before my my travels uh, across the country for protection. Um, I'll let you know what I get and kind of how that process goes uh, buying my first gun. But uh, so far in my arsenal, I have two 22s. One of the those is original from my grandpa. Um... He gave it to me, he sold it to me for a penny when I was about 12 years old. Uh, it's an awesome semi-automatic 
and then I have a single shot that I used to use in 4-H when I was doing shooting sports, um, ripping, you know, with not even a scope, but just a sight, standing up, down 20 yards, um, scoping 22 targets with no scope. So two 22s, got the 30-06, about a 30-year-old rifle my dad said he bought. 30 years ago when he wanted to go hunting and um, never, never, never took it out. So I got to give it its first light, its first life um, last November when I took it out for seven days straight. And this was my my first time hunting. Uh, it was third season over-the-counter elk bull tag and hunted up in that neck of the woods near Hotchkiss. So I got some ideas on how to learn to hunt. I don't know how to hunt yet, but I'm learning. Um, next topic is going to be how to run an ultra. And I could say how to learn to run an ultra because I still haven't ran one. Um, once I run one, I'll let you guys know. But um, it started with a three-mile a three-mile run, which was just, uh, I drove to the parking lot instead of running there. It's about an extra mile to run there. For some reason, I, I didn't think of uh, just running there to begin with, but I drove to the parking lot instead and then ran the three-mile loop. That was all I could do at the beginning, three miles. Cranked it out, got back in the car, drove a mile home. Then I decided, hey, why don't I just uh, run that first mile instead of uh, instead of driving it, so that changed it to a five mile run. That's been my consistent run uh, for probably the past year, I would say. And I would go off on trail uh, considerably um, different. I love just going on trails besides um, just the the Clear Creek Trail. And so then I went to ten miles. Waterton Canyon, you guys know this, know this, and the 13 mile run, my uh, longest training run so far. I mentioned that 20 miler. Uh, I was a little bit of a bit of a um, off training run. I just had to see what what the body at that time was capable of, and I did find out. So that's another how to topic. Third how to buy a motorcycle. Uh, this was one thing that I got into early. Um, I've had my KLR 2015 uh, since 20, either 2017 or 2018 in October. I bought it for my birthday. Um, bought it for cash money, uh, four grand, and that was the introduction into a whole uh, sphere of just good, fun, Good, clean, <clears throat> good, clean, fun. The adrenaline you get while riding it, I'd say, is better than any drug. Um, it's just better. I never thought I would find something that that, that really uh, was more enjoyable and more adrenaline, like full choke, full throttle. Than hopping on a dirt bike, and so 
it led up to my dirt bike purchase, which I own a 2009 YZ250 four-stroke, and this thing rips. It All you need is a 250. I, I, my first bike's a four-stroke. I eventually want to get a two-stroke and uh, describe it as basically wrestling a bear and strapping yourself to a rocket. It just goes if you if you hit the throttle, expect to go. So we go up to uh, Taylor Park. I've uh, been up there twice for a long weekend, uh, Memorial Day, or Labor Day, one of those weekends back in September, on uh, the year year previously as well with some awesome guys. Um, and then I'm trying to recall Rampart Range. This is hundreds of miles of trail, Mo- mostly uh, I'd say double track, but I'd say half. So I'd say at least 50 miles of it is single track, just beautiful open trail. Um, well, it's pretty tight trail, switchbacks, trees, but it reminds me of skiing. So uh, I'll add that as a how-to topic, how to ski. So I learned how to ski uh, out of college as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note. So we got how to buy a motorcycle. The two motos I own, uh, just incredible, incredible fun. Um, how to wreck a motorcycle and fix it. I'll tell you the KLR story and why I ended up buying uh, the YZ250. Um, how to change a tire on a motorcycle. That was a fun one. How to camp cheap. Um, I got this new setup now because I've uh, kind of moved up my my game. Um, I used to have the 2000 Dodge Dakota and a 2003 Palomino Bronco uh, slide-in camper. I bought the Dakota for 2200 bucks, four-wheel drive, locking rear differential, uh, take me anywhere, and uh, put airbags on the rear suspension, and drove all the way to Pagosa Springs, about a five-hour drive to pick up this uh, Palomino camper, and I bought it for 2900 bucks. So for just over five grand, you can have a legit camp set up legit and way before that I was tenting and you know sleeping on the ground hiking 14ers sleeping under the stars bumming rides with the guys paying 20 bucks gas to go anywhere so that's how you camp cheap and I'll go into building up your camp so I've gone from tent camping with just a sleeping bag and a pillow to um, now I got the Tundra with my home-built camper. I'm in the process of adding solar, 300 watts, 450 amp hours. And that's because I want to have a freezer cooler with me um, because I make this bomb protein shake every morning. Um, And it's just, it's habit. I love it. I got to have it. Fun. Next how-to is build a camper. And I recall uh, I had this dream for a long time to build my own camper. 
and start a company actually building it. So we'll see if I get to that second half. But my dad, I distinctly remember him telling me, and it just stuck with me. And the words were, don't give up on your dream. And so I decided that day I wasn't going to give up. It didn't mean I was going to build the camper the next day, but I wasn't going to give up, and I never did. And it took me about four months to work through all the trial and error to get my first camper built, but I, I did it. I didn't give up. Never quit. A side topic on how to I'm going to I'm going to have some really uh concrete topics on my how to and then I'm going to have some more abstract or maybe spiritual um the one I have is how to be courageous and the one thing I recall also my dad telling me is that for anybody to ever be courageous you need somebody to encourage you so you can find that encouragement within from others from God there's all different avenues so don't worry about not having your dad or friend encouraging you because you can find it you just have to start looking so um, with that it's nine o'clock nine o two and we've ended another awesome episode so uh, with that i'll see you guys tonight i'll see you guys tomorrow and good night love you be good